All right, all right, back at it again with another episode of English and Coffee. I'm your wonderful host, Demion. And right now we're working on borrowed time. I pulled into this park here. We have about 35 minutes before the park closes. I won't take that long to record this podcast, but we're going to see what we can get done. I had a couple of topics that I was rolling around in my head to try to see what I wanted to talk about today, and I think I've got one. So grab your cup of coffee. I just picked up a... um, not a mocha frap this time, but I have a uh, iced coffee caramel. It's kind of my go-to right here lately. But I uh, hope you got yourself something cool to drink or something warm to drink or whatever you do over there while you listen. Let's get it started. So, like I said, we don't have much time to uh, stall around today, so we're just going to jump right into the matter at hand, the topic, the main piece of cheese, the big slice. So, the economy. As you all know, I've been talking about the stock market here and there. I'm sure if you've been following it, you've seen Tesla has breached 2,000. It's insane, completely insane what's going on over there. But while that stock is performing well, other stocks that are reflecting the true economy are doing poorly right now. Uh, This is like an all-time low because we are going through another uh, market crash, but at the same time, you know, it's a good time to invest. But, I mean, uh, when you go on the smaller scale, you go into these stores and you see what's selling and what's happening to businesses and closings. Even though things are open, you're still working with that limited occupancy. They can only have so many people in their establishment at one time. And some businesses still have yet to open. Some businesses won't be opening until next year. I mean, some people have their projections 2022. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad out there. Now, being that I'm pretty much in touch with the pulse of the job market, I'm out there, you know, weekly speaking with employers, trying to help people get jobs. There are certain jobs that are open, and there are certain places where you can't get in. Um, And I've seen the shifts. Sometimes they go from these periods of not hiring anybody, not even considering an application, to other periods where they're feverishly hiring new staff. Now, being that I work with a wide range of people that have a you know, a wide range of skill sets. For some of them, it's easier than others to get a job. Um, basic things like a high school education can be the difference between life or death at this point. Um, especially when you have all these college students, you know, coming in, you know, back into town and they're trying to do school and some people aren't able to be successful in that due to distancing or this whole over-the-internet um, education thing. A lot of people are just kind of stepping away from that. I remember I read an article today where they were talking about how much money colleges and universities have lost since this whole corona COVID thing has uh, came upon us. So tuition costs 26000 you know, a semester. Uh, if you're not paying that, why should you have to pay that same amount of money if you're just going to be taking online courses? You know, the kids aren't in school as they were, the numbers, I'm sure, you're in your area where you're at, you've seen the numbers drop down and the participation and the rate, but it's causing a lot of people to stop and think and say, well, what am I really doing? I'm just wasting four years for an economy that may not be there when I get out of college. You know, it just kind of puts things in perspective. You know, you send your kid away for four years and they study something to come out to a job that no longer exists as we're dealing with the economy right now with this corona, the impact that it's had. So with people having to change the way they look at the jobs, the way uh, businesses have had to modify how they operate, um, other people have been able to adapt 
prime example, Starbucks, you know, they're having delivery. Places like Pizza Hut and Domino's that were already doing delivery and kind of got rid of their dine-in restaurants, those are the ones that are performing well. So a lot of you out there listening may work or manage uh, businesses such as these. And this is the things that we're, we're seeing. So the economy is on a decline, you know. Let me take a sip of this uh, coffee here. The economy is on a decline. Education systems on a decline, and it's all because of the reaction to this virus. I'm not going to say it's all because of this virus. I'm just going to say it's all due to the reaction to this virus. This is a reaction. This isn't a response. A response would be a thought-out plan, course of action, with measurable outcomes. This here, what we got going on, is just basically people pulling at straws. I mean, you or I could get up there and probably lead the. Um, administration you know at a better rate than it's going right now because uh we're just not seeing any any progress and it's already hitting people's pockets you know they're talking about unemployment's drying up this is here in the states i don't know if in your country you have unemployment hopefully you do for those of you that are in those areas where it's really hard to get work hard to make ends meet hopefully there's some type of government assistance program but here you have a lot of people who you know try to manipulate the system. See, programs like government assistance are great for those that use it to help themselves get out of that position. But what happens a lot of times is people get on government assistance and then they just stay there, that's it. You know, they're capped out. They get what, like $790 or some of them get 900, some of them $1,050, you know, a month. And then they live within those means and they make it work. But the thing is, that's not true wealth. I mean, this. That's no progress. I mean, it keeps you right there. I mean, if you're only getting $1,000 a month, I mean, you're making under $12,000 a year or under $13,000 a year. Like, what what kind of life is that? Now, of course, you're alive. You're meeting your basic needs, but that's it. You should want more. But see, a lot of people, that's what they strive for, especially if they grow up in a home, an impoverished, impoverished home or something like that where, you know, the mom's on welfare, dad's on welfare, everybody's on welfare. You grow up in the system, I mean, then that's what you see. So you're like, okay, well, if I can get a welfare check, you know, live off the government, then I'll be okay. That's not the way to do it. Like, I'm looking at this situation right here to the left. You have a young man, young woman, you know, hopefully they're in love, but they got like five kids. Two twins, because two of them are wearing the same thing. That's five kids. You know what kind of income this man needs, you know, to even think about supporting that family? That's the whole thing. Guarantee you they're getting WIC. Guarantee you they have SNAP. WIC is this little program for, I'm going to say women or just families with babies so they can get their little baby formula and discounts on diapers. And then food stamps would be, you know, they get 190 Some people get $500 depending how many people are in the household. They go to the grocery store and they get the groceries for free. And guess who pays them? People like me. Taxpayers. People that are working. People that get an income statement. Um, so yeah, the, the, the tables were already unfair, but it's just even putting a bigger strain on people now, you know, because people are starting to cut programs. As you've seen, they had this whole little deliberation between the Republicans and the Democrats trying to get this stimulus check passed. But I mean, it's, it's really a boot point, you know, to, to me, but they're trying to get it passed and they're going back and forth and they're wanting money for this money for that. People are wanting to cut programs on this side people are wanting to add money to programs on this side people are wanting to do away with unemployment uh yeah i don't think they should have went in and gave people six hundred dollars a week just because they're unemployed regardless of what kind of earnings they had no it should have been comparable to the money they were bringing in if you were only making 
freaking $200 a week before, there's no reason you should be getting 600 just because we're going through this thing here. No. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's unfair to people that are out here working because we're the one paying for that, you know, because see, if I ever end up in a situation and I have to draw unemployment, the money won't be there because they've already drained it. They've already drained it. They're like, okay, if we have an extension on it, maybe we can do $300 a week. So they're going from 600 to 300. I don't know why you were doing 600 in the first place, but there should have been a long-term plan. Unemployment is not a long-term plan. It's a short-term solution, but they've already, you know, overstayed their welcome. And that's why we're in more of a financial bind than we were to begin with. But I think we'll take a break. Uh, I'll take another sip. It's getting a little warm there. Uh, I know we're working on limited time, but I do want to make sure that this inv information is conveyed in a clear, clear fashion. But yeah, I'm going to um, take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'd be curious to know what kind of industries you have in your country and, and how things have been affected. I know people in the tech sphere, you know, probably haven't been having that difficult of a time, you know, just because everything was already internet based, you know, developing applications, running programs, you can do that all remotely. Um, you're probably using that little meeting Zoom platform and different things like that to communicate. You were doing that before, before COVID, but now a lot of businesses that weren't using that technology before are having to adapt. Those that can adapt, those are going to be the people that make it. Those that can't, they won't make it. You've already seen the store closings. You've already seen the businesses. People just aren't buying as much. You know, you're looking and seeing that the smart people are starting to buy things that make a difference. Like me, myself, personally, I've been buying assets, things that make money. I mean, I, I was already not somebody that was buying like 50 TVs. I bought a TV, I don't know, seven years ago just to buy a flat screen. I already had another TV, one of those full size with the big back. I probably cut it on, I don't know, 10 times in seven years. I just don't watch TV. It's just not my, it's just not my bag. I don't have that kind of time. I try to watch things that are entertaining, but at the same time, educational. This morning I had on YouTube, so I'm already on the tech edge as far as, you know, what kind of content I consume. I was watching YouTube and what was I watching? I was watching a few videos on stock and then I was watching some vloggers in Russia. Now you would say, oh, well, you're watching vloggers. Well, for the purpose of learning language. And also, like I said, there is that little entertainment aspect, but for the purpose of learning language, I'm trying to surround myself, you know, with the, with the Russian sound to improve my understanding of the language, as you should be doing with English. If English is your target language, then I mean, this shouldn't be the only time you're hearing English. You should be hearing English every day. Don't be ashamed of learning English. I know in some places it's taboo to study English, but I mean, you started the journey. If you're understanding this, you, you need to keep going. You need to continue. You need to keep building. I mean, it's just like Legos, one block after the next block. You don't just wake up and understand a podcast like this. If you're understanding this podcast, pat yourself on the back. You've done well. You're doing well. Keep doing what you're doing. But even things like this, this is a language learning podcast, so to speak. Like I said, this is for advanced learners. And I'm not giving it to you in some watered down uh, trying to sit here and explain why we say we should or they should or they can. No, this isn't that. You go somewhere else for that. You're not here for that. You're here for the English and coffee. You're here for the real. You know, you're here for the real. Um, but yeah, like I said, back to the economy, back to the topic. It's crazy out here. Um, 
I know Pier 1, they've been having some financial struggles. Walmart is just a freaking beast. They haven't slowed down. Places here that have held their head up high the whole time, you're talking Dunham Sports, you're talking Walmart, you're talking your Publix, you're talking your food line, grocery stores, auto repair shops, you know, all these little shade tree mechanics, these little um, advanced auto, the Jiffy Lubes, and the, the Precision Tunes, and the, the Michelins, and the Mr. Tire, all these places, all these car washes and things are doing well because even though people aren't buying the vehicles, they're trying to keep the vehicles that they have on the road, right? Um, I was driving by Ford the other day with my client. I said, you see all those cars over there? You had Ford on one side of the street, you have Honda on the other. So you see all those cars? They're not making any money. They're just sitting. They're ducks in the water waiting to get shot. See, now where they would be stupid, where they would be stupid is that when the economy finally does open back up or people start, you know, earning money again, a decent, you know, uh, income, is they sit here and try to sell people these $50,000, $60,000 cars. Nobody's going to buy that. People aren't even making their money right now. People have taken a serious pay cut. Some, some managers and business professionals have taken a pay cut just to make sure their employees have enough money. So nobody's going out there to buy no $80,000 Suburban. That would be stupid. I don't care how much money you have. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. Because like I said, I mean, with the value of the dollar going down, this isn't the time for that. This would be the time if you do purchase a vehicle, get something that's practical, get something that works, get something that's going to get you from A to B. Maybe in a few years when the economy improves and you know that the funds will be there, then yeah, you can go ahead and trick yourself out, you know, and get a nice little toy or something like that. But I mean, it would just be a, a foolish move to buy something that you have no business doing right now, especially taking loans. I would not be taking out any loans, any any house mortgages or whatever you want to call it. None of that 20% down that you don't even have out of your pocket. No, this is not the time for that. This is the time to be smart with your money. It's time to pay off debt. This is the time to get your priorities in order, get things in line, set yourself up so that your money can start making money. Set yourself up so that you're creating a business on your own, something that is independent of the current economy, something that you could scale, something that can exist after COVID. If you could start a business right now and be successful, just imagine what's going to happen when, when this stuff finally blows over. Now, I'm not talking about you people out there that went and putting logos on masks and all this stuff like that. I mean, nobody wants to wear these masks. As soon as they say, you don't have to wear these masks. People aren't going to be wearing them. So your business is just going to tank if that's what you build it on. Now, if it's a quick little come up. It's a quick little come up. It might last you a few months. Who knows? Maybe a year. But after a while, people are going to be over these masks, over these gloves. So I would just, I really wouldn't go into that space. You've kind of missed that boat. You know, you kind of missed that little crescendo uh, that we had. Uh, we're kind of at that plateau and we're on the decline and we're on our way out of this whole thing. But had you caught this at the very peak of COVID, you know, you had your little mask with the logos and Tweety Birds and all that. Yeah, you would have been able to ride that wave. You would have sold out every time. And right now, business would be slowing. You would have already gotten your profits and you could be putting that and reinvesting that into something else. So it's a trend. You know, this is the kind of world where when we have, you know, bad things happen, people capitalize on it. People monetize it. You know, look at the funeral business. Somebody's just died. It's the worst time of life. And then people are freaking, oh, well, you can buy this $10,000 coffin and you can have the $20,000 uh, funeral service with all the hors d'oeuvres and we'll cater and everything. 
all this fake stuff that they do. I mean, but this is a capitalist country. That's what they tend to do here whenever we have something bad happen. Um, even with cancer treatment, just different treatments. I mean, it's they're not out to help you. You know, the stuff isn't out here trying to, to help you. It's, it's out here to keep you right where you're at. That's why the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. You know, got to be smart. I'm glad I got on this uh, this journey of this whole financial education, you know, kind of learning, looking back, reflecting. So I'm correcting any mistakes that were there. I was already pretty reasonable with my spending. You know, I was already debt free before I even started on this. And I know some of you out there listening might be up to years in debt. But here's the thing. Once you know something, you know, you know, this is something you need to work on. You got to make those changes because you see what's happening to these businesses that are refusing to change. They are tanking. And if you look at some of their models, the business models, Carnival, you know, Carnival Cruises, great little situation. You take a cruise, you go to the Bahamas, you go to Jamaica, you go all up and down the coast, visit all these little islands. Those boats aren't moving right now. <laughs> Nobody's moving, you know. Uh, they're not doing even a quarter, even a quarter. If you listen to the, uh, you listen to the earnings report, they're not even doing one, one quarter of the business they were doing before. So they're just ducks literally in the water on top of the water, just sitting there with these boats that nobody can move. You know, their business is based on people. They need people in the boats, you know, 500, 600 people in a boat, the workers, you know, the workers are from all over the world. People aren't traveling like that. So that business is, is dead right now. Now it will come back once we have some kind of handle on this whole COVID thing. But um, until then, it's just not going to happen. But um, I see people are getting busy here. They're starting to try to close up this little little park situation. But I did want to take that second and just talk to you about economics a little bit. And I know it's not the full the full topic of economics, but it does kind of give you a little update on some things you already know probably in your own language, but now you're hearing it in English and you're hearing it in conversational language. So I hope that um, everybody's doing well out there. I hope you're enjoying your coffee. Um, I know I've been doing pretty good here at the house, just working hard and doing what I got to do and listening to my podcast and watching my stocks. I was on there. I found two stocks today that I were thinking are pretty interesting. So next week I might, I might make a trade or two with those. Saw one for um, some good investments, long-term potential, and the other one for some swing trading. But I'm still, I'm still fine-tuning my edge on that swing trading. I want to make sure I've got a fairly decent grasp on it. Uh, watch the stock for a few weeks and be like, okay, I've already been able to kind of pick a few stocks that are, you know, ones that are going to have those breakthroughs. But I kind of want to be consistent with the trading on the paper trading before I start putting that real money behind trying to get those those exponential gains, but um, it's coming. And like I said, just like with language, I understand that this is a process. This is something that you work at consistently daily to get the results you want. But on that one, I hope you all are well, and I'll see you in the next one.